Hello everyone, my name is Leila Nunez and I am so excited to be your host for this second episode of Off the Record. Um, in this episode, we will be talking all about women. Um, my guests for today are Crystal Gaines Emery, who is the Arts and Life Editor, and the one and only Cindy Aguilera, the host of Beach Weekly and our podcast editor. If you guys didn't know already, March is Women's History Month, so try to take some time out of your day to learn about the important figures in our history who are women, and you know, appreciate them, because there are so many strong women out there who deserve to be appreciated and recognized. But despite us celebrating Women's History Month, having International Women's Day and all these marches out there, um, women are still having to battle some issues in society. And that's what we are going to delve deeper into today with our guests. So without further ado, let's get on into the podcast. How have you guys been? (laughs) I've been good. I did not have my coffee today and I'm starting to feel it, but it's okay. I'll get coffee. I'm a woman who can do it all and I will get coffee eventually. (laughs) (laughs) see i'm doing really good i did get my coffee but i'm ready for my second cup so you know having a good day so far you had a triple triple shot or whatever i did have a triple shot especially (laughs) last night at 9 p.m and i'm regretting it but that's okay we all do it it's okay it's midterm okay so um as i said it's women's history month so this is this episode is going to be about women um so my first question is could you describe your experience being a woman in um what people may call like a man's world so um, I will always shout out the strong women in my life, um, like my mom, my grandma, that all taught me how to stand up for yourself. Um, I grew up in a single mother, you know, raising me. And so naturally, I just had the understanding that, like, you have to speak up. If you're not OK with something, you're allowed to walk away. If you're being abused, you're allowed to walk away and speak up. And so. You know, having that example always taught me, even when things are not going your way because you're a woman, you have always, always an option. And I think, like, I carry that with me all the time. That's why I do journalism, because I want to speak up and give voice to people, not just women, but, like, anybody who has been silenced, I want to be able to give them a platform to speak. Um, and in that way, I also, you know, can hear my voice um, and, and speak up for myself, so... Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I was raised a little bit differently. I wasn't actually taught to speak up because that's just not how my family was. But growing up, I learned that for myself. I was like, no, if something happens, I need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But I've also seen myself like in my work life and in my personal life, I tend to water myself down for other people. And that's one of the big issues I've seen because I've always had men treating me a different way. So I tend to just water myself down in both my work life and my personal life. And I've noticed a lot of women do the same. Mm -hmm. And it's really unfortunate because we can't be our own true selves because we're so busy catering to other people. Yeah, that's a really great point. Yeah, I definitely do that too, where you just have to like, you know how people have like their customer service voice? Yes. It's like that, but (laughs) everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but like we are more pol- like definitely more polite or we don't act like our show if you're loud like I'm a loud person but if I'm around people I don't know and they're men I'm definitely not speaking at all <laughs> yeah, I'm quiet the way I dress changes it, it right, just yeah. it changes so much just because I'm catering to other people yeah never thought about that um okay so um I also want to bring into um this podcast uh 
like sexual harassment and um, how women like yes anyone can be a victim but it's mostly women which is so um, devastating to me um, and it's common for these victims to be abused and then they can't speak about it it's crazy because a lot of men aren't held accountable for their actions um, so I just wanted um, your opinion on this issue um, on how like we need to do better on holding others accountable yeah so I can share a personal experience of when I felt that the guy was not held accountable this is in the workplace and I worked at a grocery store for like a really long time and there was a security guard there that he also worked around the same time that I did and he had been working there for like way longer and so throughout the years we kind of built like a work friendly relationship we never hung outside of work ever and I never openly flirted with him ever he was a lot older he literally could be my dad but I always saw him as like a respectable kind of older guy. So, you know, in our culture, right, the Latinx culture, you're taught to always respect older people because you assume that they know better and that they're going to respect you and that they almost see you as like their child or something, you know. This guy was not like that. So um, anyway, to make the long story short, I log on to my Facebook Messenger uh, and I never even used this app, by the way. But um, I log on to my Facebook Messenger because my sister had sent me a message and she wanted me to see it. And I see how he's been sending me messages, the security guard, for years and telling me that I look beautiful today, that he really was happy to see me at work, that why do you look so sad today? Why did you look so upset or stressed? I wish I could do something for you. The creepiest, most disgusting things. And he was in his mind being like sweet or something. And again, like this is this goes back to the like catcalling and and just inappropriate comments. It's like you need consent yes. from the other person. I never in my ever of the ever, ever, <laughs> ever gave him the idea that I wanted to be involved with him romantically. But in his mind, he had built this like illusion or something that this is the relationship we had. It was really weird. Mm -hmm. So I brought it up to management and I told the store managers what he had done and how it made me feel uncomfortable. I didn't want to talk to him. I didn't want to be around him because he just grossed me out. You know, it was just gross. It's like compliments that you do not want to receive. I don't want this. And so all they did was move him to another store. And that was it. That was the end of that. And I was just like, so he's going to go to another store and he's going to do the same thing to somebody else. Uh, to harass and I was just like so that's it and that, and that was it and I'm pretty sure he's still employed uh, I'm pretty sure he's still doing the same thing and he's infamous for having multiple accounts on Instagram and if he gets blocked he'll make another one and add you again yeah so it's just like stuff like that just because I was being polite right kind of like being nice hey how's it going he made that into something so much bigger than what it was and it was gross it's disgusting i didn't ask for that i didn't want that ill like just straight up like ill no gross so that was one experience out of like a million seriously i could talk about this all day but crystal what about you i'm the same way i've had a lot of experiences similar to yours but the one i'm going to mention right now actually happened in high school and I was, I was friends with one guy, 
and he had been flirting with me, but the feelings weren't mutual. So at one point he was texting me and he was saying all of these things, complimenting me and saying, oh, you're so sexy. Like, I want to be with you. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not interested in you. I'm in a relationship right now. And he just continues to hit on me and hit on me. And then at one point I go, you know what? I'm in a relationship with a woman right now. And I'm sorry, I'm just not interested in you. Like, that's not what I want. And the second I said that I was in a relationship with a woman, he automatically switched and he started saying really sexual things to me and making me so uncomfortable. And he was, he said the most inappropriate things to me that I'm not comfortable saying on camera. But it just, men, they feel like they have the right to say certain things to you mm-hmm. all the time. Like mm-hmm. if you're friends with someone or if you work with someone closely, they feel like they have the right to say certain things to you. When they really don't. Like you said, they need consent to say a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like hitting on people yeah. and saying really sexual things. You need consent for that. Mm-hmm. And it's just really unfortunate that both Cindy and I have had so many experiences that this is just like one of many. Mm-hmm. One of hundreds. One of millions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the list just goes on and on and on of mm-hmm. men not being held accountable because... Frankly, I don't hold them accountable. Usually when they say things like that to me, I just push past it because it happens so often, you know. Mm -hmm. But I'm really proud of you for holding him accountable and going up to management and talking Mm -hmm. to them because I'm sure that was a really hard thing for you to do. I'm telling you, and it's because, like, I grew up always knowing that you have to speak up. And so I was like, I can't stay quiet. I Even yeah. if this is just he thought he was being sweet, I can't stay quiet because he's going to do this to someone else. Right. And he's going to make another girl feel uncomfortable. And that girl might not speak up. Mm-hmm. She might be still, you know, in this whole like, oh, I need to be quiet to be pleasant sort of way of thinking that we're taught. And she might not speak up. And so I need to at least go on record that yeah. this happened and that this is his behavior. Because that's all that we have. You Like you said, it happens so much that all we really have is this these little opportunities to try and hold men accountable. That might not always work because there's just too many people that don't care. Right. They just, they're like, they're whatever, it's over. It didn't happen to me, so whatever. She was probably exaggerating or something. Oh my God, victim shaming is a yes. whole nother story. Yeah. So many times, like the times that I have held men accountable for what they say or do to me, every single time, it's like, oh, Crystal, but what were you wearing? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, he probably felt like he had the right to touch you like that. And I'm like, no, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing, what I'm saying. If I do not give consent, I don't give consent. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times men forget that. And it's really, really unfortunate because us women have to deal with the consequences. I also want to touch on um, how we mentioned that, like, if you're polite to them, if for some reason they think that's, um, like, consent. Yeah. Um, there's so many, like, stereotypes like that where if you're if you're not polite and you stand up for yourself, then automatically you're, like, a rude person. And I don't, I don't want to say, like, anything else, but you know what, I, you know what they call us, yeah. right? So, like, what other stereotypes, like, do you think we need to, like, battle? Because I know one of them is, like, women are always apologizing. Um, and stuff like that. So, like, what do you guys have anything that you see too much in women that you wish, like, we could stop doing? Yes. 
Do you want me to go first? Go for Okay, so one thing I've always seen is, like, men see us as inferior or submissive to them. And that's that's not how I am. That's not how a lot of women I know are. Mm-hmm. And it's really unfortunate that that's a stereotype because a lot of the times it's not true. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that any of us are inferior to men. I feel like we're all on the same level and we should be treated as such. And it's very unfortunate that that's still a stereotype today. In 2022, I mean... It's, it's terrible, honestly. Yeah. No, totally. Um, so I think, like, I, we, I talked about this earlier, but there's a saying in the Latinx community, and it's, like, not a coincidence that this is a saying, but it says, calladita te ves más bonita. And it is, the quieter you are, literally, the more prettier you will be. And it's, like, treating women like if you're too loud, you're obnoxious. If you're too opinionated, you're a unpleasant person not to say the curse word uh if you have very strong uh will if you're ambitious you are catty or cutthroat and the double standard is really what that is it's like when men are those things they're celebrated they're celebrated for being outspoken and being leaders and being an alpha male and it's when women do it we're just unpleasant you know and then you hear this a lot especially with like black women how they are so afraid, for example, to speak up when they're being hurt or disrespected because there's that stereotype of the angry black woman. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's just things like that that exist in our society where it's like, this is why women silence themselves. And I think one of the biggest things that I fight against all the time is giving women the courage to speak up. You can say that you're uncomfortable. Please say it if you are. You know, and I and I feel like I see that so much, so much where women are literally sitting in so much discomfort and they have to just put on a smile because that's what they've been taught. Again, the quieter you are, the prettier you are. And nobody wants to be ugly. No one wants to be unpleasant. Yeah. No one wants to be obnoxious. So they think, yeah, I have to be quiet. I have to silence it. I have to keep it to myself. There's so many metaphors. Oh, my God. Like literally the the in Titanic the heart, the diamond of the thing. Yeah, right. So she says a woman's heart is like a deep ocean full of secrets. No, let the secrets <laughs> out. You know what I mean? Like we're always these these little messages we're taught to like be secret secretive and and don't be too loud and don't talk too much. No, talk all the time. Yeah. You know, that's just that's just how I feel about that. Yeah, and then also like. You women have to dress a certain way, as you said, like when they're mm-hmm. around me, you have to dress a certain way. And more people now, now we have like more shows that have like w- strong women dressing how they want. For example, I'm not a fan of Euphoria, but there is a character in there who dresses for herself mm-hmm. and there's a character who dresses for the guy she likes. Mm-hmm. Um, so how would you guys? And, and OK. And then with the character who dresses for herself, they call her like names because her style is a little more out there than what normal, like normally people would have to wear in society to conform. Mm-hmm. So what are your opinions on that? Like having, having to change yourself just to conform to society as a woman. I can say a lot about this because I do that every day. Yeah. Every day I'm looking in my closet and I'm like, hmm, what am I going to wear today? And I put on a tank top because I love tank tops and I'm comfortable in tank tops. I've always been comfortable in tank tops. 
And then I throw on a flannel because if I show too much of my body, I am sure someone's going to say something that day Mm -hmm. because that's just what I've experienced my entire life. I mean, yesterday I went to go get my hair cut and the hairstylist that I've known since I was 12, I'm 19 now, he comments on my flannel and he's like, oh, can you take it off because it's going to block the hair? And I take it off and he goes, oh, this is a much better view. And I'm wearing a low-cut shirt, and, you know, I am, you know, larger in the chestal area. And this is a man in his 40s and 50s. I'm a 19-year-old woman. And it's just things like that make it so hard for us to dress as our authentic selves because I I did not expect someone to say that to me. Like, when I'm going to get my hair cut, you don't expect that. Someone I've known, yeah. And usually, from what I've noticed, a lot of the times it is the men you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it, a lot of the times for me personally, it has been the men I know. Like, random guys on the street, yeah, they'll say things, but it doesn't affect me as much. But when it's, like, a family friend or, like, mm-hmm. someone's older brother or someone I've known since I was 12, it hurts so much more coming from them. Mm-hmm. And it's so unfortunate because a lot of the times, like, I don't wear dresses because... I'm nervous about people commenting on it or I wear a flannel constantly or a jacket just because I'm afraid of like what people will say or what people will do because people have done things to me too in the past like groping so much and it's such a huge issue for women and it's really really unfortunate because I wish we could all just be our authentic selves and just embrace ourselves fully but I don't believe that we're at that point yet because men keep pulling us down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also because I think, first of all, I'm sorry that that happened to you. That must be so uncomfortable. But um, it's also because men are not taught that they need to be aware of the space they take up. Yeah. They're allowed to literally just take over all the space. And like I said, it's celebrated. It's like, oh, good job, man, for being um, overbearing, you know. And it's like we have to literally diminish ourselves all the time. I'm a curvier person. I just have natural curves. I'm never going to be ashamed of that. But I have dealt with a lot of groping and sexual harassment on the street. I can think of so many times, like one time I was waiting for the light to change, literally just crossing the street. And this guy came up behind me and he slapped me on my behind and rode away on his bike. I couldn't even see him. I couldn't even see his face. I couldn't hit him back. I couldn't, like, yell at him. You know, it's just so demeaning. It's Mm -hmm. so demeaning. And it's, again, because men are taught it's okay. It's okay for you to say these comments. It's okay for you to touch someone because they look appealing to you and have no no, uh, knowledge of, like, hey, maybe I should ask her, Mm -hmm. is it okay if I say this to you? And she's allowed to say no. (laughs) And even then, she's allowed to say no. Just because you're asking doesn't mean that's going to be a yes. That's true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I'm telling you, it's it's something about the way that we cover ourselves. We try not to be noticed. And you shouldn't have to be that, you know. Even if you were just, like, I don't know, shaped like a broomstick, whatever. It doesn't matter <laughs> what shape you are or how thin or how chubby or how tall or how short you are. You should be allowed to show up how you want, wearing exactly what you want and not have to hear these comments. And then also not have people say, well, what were you wearing? Mm -hmm. You know, were you wearing something provocative? Like, no, no, no. That person should be should know to just 
shut up. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask for these compliments. I want to wear what I want to wear because I feel like I look good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're way, way long way from that. And I think it, it's also because like people need to treat their sons and teach them. <laughs> so you need to teach your sons to do better. Just going to throw that out there. No, yeah, that's we're having such a great discussion. Thank you guys for all these answers. Um, I do also want to uh, touch on um, I know we talked about it a little bit before, but um, the disparity in treatment of like women of minor in minorities Mm -hmm. compared to um, the common white straight woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So we are all part of minorities. So have you guys noticed a difference in treatment in these groups? Okay, so I'm a part of the LGBTQ plus community. I'm queer, and I have noticed a very large disparity in how I was treated when I was seen as straight versus now that I'm out as queer. And I've noticed that a lot of times men think that it's okay to ask me really personal questions about my relationship or what it's like being with a girl. And I get the most inappropriate questions at the most inappropriate times and no one ever asks if it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, they never ask, oh, can I, can I, like, ask you about this? Because I'll be completely open and honest if you ask. Mm-hmm. Like, I am fully okay with talking about anything. But ask for consent first. Mm-hmm. Because as a queer person, I don't feel like I need to answer these questions. I answer genuine questions because I want to help people understand I don't want to be sexualized for being a queer person. And I see a lot of that Mm -hmm. for my community, especially like I'm with a girl right now and men think that it's okay to sexualize me for that reason. And it's really unfortunate that that's a thing because like I said, it's 2022 guys, Mm -hmm. please stop sexualizing me in my relationship. Mm -hmm. That happens so often and it's really, really sad. And people also treat you different in the workplace once you come out as queer, especially men, because they just look at you different. And it's just, it's really sad to see. It's really sad to see the difference between, like, when I was seen as straight versus now that I'm seen as queer. Exactly. I think also what it is is that when you are openly queer, you're no longer an option for them. Exactly. And it's like, oh, I can't get with her, so what else can I get from her? I can yeah. get my fantasy fulfilled, but it's always something. Thank you for saying it. I didn't want to say it, but, <laughs> but it's true. No, but it. it's true. It's again, it's the way that, first of all, it's the way that men are taught about sex. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, they are not taught about sex. And half of it, they, most of it, they learn on the internet. Right. And on the internet, women are products right. for men and for men's view, for men's pleasure, for men's understanding. And so I think that's really where it comes from. Is like them just having a very limited, superficial view of sex. You know, that yeah. sex is not just one type of way, that it can be many, many ways, and they're all valid. Um, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> um, the difference in, treat of, in treatment yes. of women in color and women. So I think um, my experience is more of the my personality uh, Latinx women are seen as resilient. You are so strong. You are so resilient. You've been through so much and just look at you be opposing of all the odds. Oh my God, you're proving everyone wrong. Why am I always having to prove everyone wrong? Why am I always fighting opposition? No one ever says that. 
I am resilient because this system isn't built for me. Yeah. That's why I'm resilient. I'm not resilient because I feel like being oppressed and uh, me fighting against the odds is just like amazing and fun. I would love to have it easy, yeah. <laughs> but I don't. You know, so I think that's one of the ways. And so when women are taught you have to be strong, they don't give themselves enough room to be soft, yeah. to be hurt, to be vulnerable, to um, express when they're upset, to express when they don't understand something, because we're always taught that you have to understand everything. Mm -hmm. You have to be better than everyone else because your parents immigrated here and they immigrated for a better opportunity. And it's like all this pressure you have all the time of being strong mm -hmm. and sometimes we're not strong you know sometimes we're hurt and tired and exhausted and I should be able to be vulnerable in that sense you know that I don't have to be strong all the time mm -hmm. um, being strong is you know it's great and it's like a great trait to have but it's like I'm only strong because the system that is not built for me is the system I live in. And so I have to fight it constantly. Yeah. If the system wasn't like this, then I'd be allowed to just be, da -la 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 -la, you yeah. know, just chilling all the time, mm -hmm. which I deserve to. Yeah, but um, that's, that's just my experience, you know? I have one more question. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned like the system um, and I wanted to point out how there's like a lack of, um, women leaders in our government and stuff like that what is your opinion on that like we're not represented enough in our government and yet there's so many like laws being passed off in that are directed towards women but they're not made by women so what are your opinions on those issues you go <laughs> that's a hot topic right now with okay. everything going on um we need more women in positions of power just because we're so underrepresented and our voices are never heard. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really sad because especially like the abortion law going on in Texas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> that's all I have to say on that. No, yeah. mm -hmm. abortion is a right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just so upsetting to me mm -hmm. that they're even considering this, yeah. you know? And it's so unfortunate that there's not many women in the government or in positions of power because I feel like all of our voices need to be heard. Mm -hmm. Like, people of color should be represented. All of these underrepresented groups should be represented in mm -hmm. every single position, in the government, in the education system, everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, totally, a thousand percent. Um, I think that it is another way to control women and it's another mm -hmm. you only make laws if you really feel that you need to get the control back. This anti-abortion thing is not helping anything. Mm -hmm. It would actually cause more damage. And so laws are supposed to be something that would uh, make things better, that would make things more useful, that would make things a lot more helpful. How is this law going to help anybody mm -hmm. besides helping men, and I'm saying white cisgendered men, yeah. retain the control that they feel they're losing? They're only losing it because they're not sharing their platform with anyone else. Yeah. They want to stay in power. And you see these um, governors and these senators and stuff, they're all straight white guys. And they feel outnumbered now. And so the only way that they can hold the power they really, really need 
for themselves is to make these laws to make women and everyone who has a uterus feel that they are not human, mm -hmm. that they don't deserve health care. Abortion is health care. It is an absolute 1000% right for a woman to say, I cannot have this baby because this baby is going to grow into poverty, therefore causing more problems in my life. And I have the choice. And even if it wasn't like that, it's still a choice. Mm -hmm. It's still a very personal choice mm -hmm. that should be between you and your physician mm -hmm. and no one else. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really what um, these sorts of laws. And I mean, look at all these anti-gay laws going around in the country. It is 2022. How is preventing a child from being who they say they are going to help anything? Right. That doesn't help anything. That causes more problems. It causes more uh, mental health problems for children. It uh, increases their likelihood of suicide. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it's so much more problems. Like, I just don't get it. But yeah, I feel like with time, and I am very proud that we have a VP that is a woman. You know, shout outs to Kamala Harris. Um, I'm proud that we have women that are, you know, kind of like going up little by little into yeah. these higher positions. And maybe one day, you know, there won't be so many straight white guys <laughs> making laws. But I don't know, you know, not no shade to straight white guys. I'm sure there's some nice ones out there. But the ones in control right now, they're kind of doing the most and not in a good way. And just because there's straight white guys in power does not mean that other people should not be represented. Mm -hmm. Everyone should be represented mm -hmm. in every position. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I'm really passionate about. And I know you talked on abortion a little bit. And one thing that I wanted to say before we move on to the next question is even if you make abortion illegal, it's never going to stop. Mm -hmm. Safe abortion will stop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Yeah. Like, people will still be getting abortions, but it will put them in compromising positions and mm -hmm. it will cause so many problems and may even result in death in many cases. Yeah. And so that's one big thing that I'm passionate about because a lot of the times these things aren't represented because we don't have women representing us. Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, thanks. I have one last thing. If you would like to share anything to the audience, feel free. Any advice to the woman out there listening or a shout out to your favorite woman in society. This is your time to speak. Okay, awesome. <laughs> um, I want to shout out, obviously, all the women that raised me, my grandma, my mom, but also all the women that don't feel like they can speak up because they've been told that you can't. That's a lie. You need to be just even more louder. If they tell you be quiet, no, I'm not going to be quiet. Yeah. Take up space. Take up the room. Wear the tank top. Wear the <laughs> tight dress. And, and, you know, be the, what is it? Her name is Maddie or something? Yeah, okay be the maddie you know like <laughs> wear what you want and don't apologize more than anything don't apologize for taking up space because your purpose here is bigger than pleasing a man mm -hmm. and that's all i have to say <laughs> that's good <laughs> <laughs> and one thing i have to say kind of going off of that is don't water yourself down mm -hmm. life is too short to be someone else be yourself just be yourself 100% at all times. That's something I'm going to work on. I hope it's something you work on too mm -hmm. because it, it's time we stop catering to men. Mm -hmm. It is time, guys. 
I'm over it. Yeah. Let's just be ourselves. We're all over it. We're all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So thank you guys. I had so much fun listening to you guys discuss on these issues um that's it for the episode um once again thank you for joining me on this off the record episode keep in mind these are our own opinions um so thank you guys and um i hope you have a great day thank Thank you. you thank you so much